just brought out a new cookbook. More airy, more light, more mouthy coast. It's such a vibe, isn't it? Welcome to another week of Obviously Good. Whether it is the opening of a new restaurant or a crowd culinary favorite, this is a podcast for everyday foodies by everyday foodies. We're eating honest food and dishing up honest reviews for you every Tuesday. Hello, our beautiful and glorious podcast listeners. You are joined, as always, with myself, Spicy B, Sweet Libby. Hi, guys. And Buttery Bella. Hi, guys. Did you like my intro? I mean, um, it was a little bit lacking energy for me, to be oh, honest. Oh, really? Wait, yeah. what was so special oh. about it? Can we unwrap it? <laughs> I said beautiful and glorious podcast listeners. I was about to go with fried cheese stick listeners. Why is that? Right. I don't know. I thought it would be fun. Fun, funky, fresh and free? Fun, <laughs> funky, fresh and free. <laughs> Much like your weekends I take? Much like our weekend. We actually, Libby, did something for you this weekend. Talk Whoa. to me. Talk to me. Um, it was Bella's idea. We were, we were hanging out, as we do. We are without friends me, outside this podcast. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, without you. Um, we were talking about you the whole time. Great. We I were talking about you the whole time. And this section is dedicated to you right now. Yeah. So get to the point. Right. So Bella said, hey, let's try today out of the blue. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. Can so I say, I have been trying to get like whoever will go with me <laughs> for like three weeks now. I've been like, want to go to out of the blue? Want to go? <laughs> have you been saying it out of the blue to them? <laughs> but I'm oh my gosh, don't. Please stop. <laughs> anyway, so we, we rocked up. And as you know, as you have told us, there was a line um, and it was quite long and they're not doing, I mean, did they ever do dine-in? They've kind no. of like barricaded the thing so you can't even come into the shop. Yes. So that's, that's new, but I don't think they really ever did dine-in. It's no. a really small place. It really yeah. is like a takeaway place, isn't it? It looks like an old school fish and chip shop. Exactly. And so I got to the front and I actually was quite nervous. And the guy was like, <laughs> okay. um, I, and I shared that with the man. I said, I'm actually quite nervous. I've never been here before. I don't know what to get. And I was like, oh, I'll just get the hamburger. And he's like, yep, that's one of the classics. Great. And I was like, oh, I cool. feel like he was Good just call. saying, yes, everything is a classic. Probably. He's like answering the phone, taking orders, like a don't have time for you. Yeah, literally <laughs> he does everything, that guy. It's, it is oh, quite so he's he, your friend. No, but he does it a lot. You know, like he's doing like yeah, answering doing the phones. Yeah. He's like, yep, just one minute. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I feel like we're going on a bit. Let's go. What did you think? Um, oh, sheesh. Yeah. Like the- overrated? Oh, yeah. far out. I've done you a massive disservice. But I don't think it was your fault. I think actually, yeah, it was because we were talking to <laughs> Margot afterwards and she was like, you did it all wrong. Like, A, you didn't get the chicken burger and B, you didn't get chips. And yeah. C, you weren't hungover. Yeah, apparently that was a key player. <laughs> apparently I spoke, we spoke to a number of people that day and they said, dude, you got to be a bit hung. <laughs> all right. So they're all two, true key points there. Uh, I feel like I'm re- disappointed in you all. No, wait, it's, we're disappointed wait, in us. In us? Or, or you've you. disappointed us. <laughs> I don't really know. I'm just disappointed in this situation. Oh, oh, she's disappointed in us. We're not liking I, as much as she does. And I dream about that sort of stuff. And you guys like a burger better than a roll. I, I like a roll. A burger. You know what's really weird? When you were first explaining that as your feature and you said roll, I pictured a baguette. Oh, yeah, like a Vietnamese baguette type roll thing. Yeah. No, I, I'm meaning like a white, soft... Baker's Delight round roll. Oh, my gosh, dude, that is not a roll. It's a burger bun. Yeah, see, like, I would have called that a burger. It's so not. Anyway, I'm really disappointed. I feel like you've let me down. I wasn't even able to be there because I was moving house. I know. How did that go? (laughs) Look, shout out to my housemates. They are incredible. Big, big weekend of moving. Mm. We've still got a bit to go. Hopefully, by the time this podcast is released, we will have 
be well and truly in, but I'll uh, keep you all posted. So stay tuned for my moving adventure. I literally always look at people moving house. I'm like, how does that physically happen? It is like, <laughs> oh, I do not wish it upon anyone moving house. Yeah. And I'm not going to bore the listeners with it. I think we just got to move straight in to Talk of the Town. Absolutely. If you are joining us this season, Talk of the Town is where we discuss what's hot off the pass this week. Libs, you have something, right? I do. I think it'll interest you both. Now, it's a bit of sad news, really. It's essentially that Lotus, the pop-up, is going to be closed before Christmas. Now, to give you a bit of context, and and for those out there who, who don't really know what I'm talking about... Lotus is a restaurant that's been, it's a Merry Vale, of course, that's been in Potts Point for years, sort of a staple. And Dan Hong, a very famous chef, has been, you know, at the helm of that for years. Now, maybe a year ago or so, the well-known, it's called The Fish Shop, moved into that location. And that was also Merry Vale. But what happened is, obviously, given just, it just happened just before COVID. I'm not sure what the story was, but basically a local investor bought out the block that Justin owned there. So oh. amazing, actually, story. Justin Hem's dad bought it for $1.4 million oh and it gosh. sold it for $13 million. What? That is horrendous. Anyway, because it was such a long settlement, what they've done is decided to sort of pay homage to the original Lotus venue. They've moved Lotus back in for a pop-up, but essentially it's cut, been cut a bit short and they're, only, they're running it now, but they're only running it till Christmas. So if you've ever heard of Lotus and you want to try it out, this is your last chance. Like you got to get there now. You've got to get there, make your booking and get there before Christmas. I think oh. we have to go. I haven't gone. I haven't been either. I'm panicking now. All right. I think it'll be coming up soon. Speaking of getting there fast, where did we head to this week, Bella? This week we wasted no time and we took ourselves to the heart of Surrey Hills to indulge in an Isakay-inspired dining experience at Toko. With the building itself dating back to 1908 and an interior that can only be described as dark and lush, it's hard to walk on Crown Street and not notice a spiral matchstick like wall art that lays within. Once you are within, you'll be greeted with the most perfectly designed menu that is predominantly share-styled, along with Japanese-inspired cocktails, sake and an endless wine list. Upon walking in, what did we think? I think it's really interesting in your intro that you said, it's hard not to miss. Because I think it is so easy to miss. I agree. I say never... hard to miss? Yeah. Do I actually? No, but I was thinking about it as you're saying it. And I think it is easy to miss if the windows are closed where we were sitting. Right. Because it's very dark inside. Hard to miss if those windows are open and you can see the burning light of what you said, that matchstick mural thing they have on the wall. If you're walking past, I think you would see that if the windows were open. I think it depends which way you're walking on Crown Street. Oh, 100%. Mm. If you were walking, so for anyone listening, it's essentially situated between the clock the clock, or Noah, actually Noah and Henrietta. It is, but clock's a big icon. Clock's a big icon. So yeah. you're right. If you're walking towards Henrietta, going to miss it. But walking if, back, I feel gonna like see it. Yeah, it's one of those buildings that you kind of just like you look at like if you're walking you'd look at it and you go that's really lovely I don't know what it is but I like it yeah yes, agreed. Yes. you know what I mean like agreed but when we walked in so I was a bit later than you guys just after all the move and everything that was going on but walked in and the two of them were sitting or sort of laying beautifully on the lounge couches mm-hmm. and I thought it was absolutely gorgeous and just got this like excitement that ran through me what do you think of the lounge seats Oh, divine. Like, divine. But I 
oh, like it felt a little bit awkward the way I was sitting. Like, you know, when you're like hunched. Oh yeah, they're not practical. No, they're not. And for those who are listening and heard Bella make a really weird noise, then it's because she was straightening her back and arching it to get herself into a better position, imagining herself on those couches because that they were quite low. Yeah, so the back of the couch basically goes to mid-spine level. <laughs> and the spine, you know, the spine doesn't bend that way. It no. is one spine. So you're not going to crack in half. But I think the venue as a whole is very aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got a lot of stuff happening. So basically when we walked in, she said, oh, we've got you in the lounge area. So there's a lounge area, (laughs) there's a bar where you can sit at, and then there's also the kitchen where you can sit at. And then there is a table that runs down the entire length of the middle of the restaurant you can sit at. Which is just amazing. And then there's a private table at the back. Just one private table? No. I mean, it's long. As in like, it's like a sectioned off room where you'd have like maybe 20 or 30 guests. Oh, imagine having a little private party there. Yeah, it's, it's just like there's a lot happening, but in a great way. Yeah, absolutely. Lots of different feels. Well, that actually takes me to the drinks. There was a lot going on on the drinks menu. So we had a very extensive wine list and we had a quite relatively extensive cocktail list mm. was there. Um, you two started with cocktails. What did you go for? Always cock time. I got a <laughs> <laughs> lychee martini. Weird, though, because you don't actually like eating the lychees themselves. I don't. They freak me out. They um, remind me of eyeballs. I'm just remembering you telling the waitress that I had an allergy to lychees. Yeah, and it's not (laughs) just kiwi fruit, but I was staring at the lychee. We may as well all be allergic to lychees because they freak me out. But it was actually so good for me because I got to eat your lychee, but I also got to get myself just a glass of wine. Stunning. You did. You did indeed. Yeah, so I got myself a glass of the Riesling. It was called Riesling Freak. Pretty random name, pretty random wine. okay yeah I know like I normally love a Riesling it was just a bit I don't know I think interesting and we'll talk about the bottle we got in a moment but it wasn't as good as the bottle we got okay okay there you go anyway Belle what did you get I got an espresso martini and I have to say and I have been having them a lot lately (laughs) it was divine the best one I've had in a while oh claim I was underplaying it how much I was really enjoying it while we're sitting there I thought that was a really um What's the word? Abrasive move <laughs> at the beginning I, of dinner, ordering an espresso martini. Like, really? like you were really channeling Kate Moss vibes. I just, I don't know why this surprises you because I had been talking about <laughs> how I tired. Am Kate Moss. <laughs> no, I was talking all afternoon about how tired I was. Yeah, no, I know. I just thought it was going to be like that classic thing of, yeah, we'll get a cocktail, then we'll have dinner, and then we'll nightcap finish it with an espresso martini. Yeah, but not this time. No. I, I felt like we'd had that conversation and then you ordered one and I felt slightly like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, here we are now. <laughs> Alrighty then. Yes, we don't agree. <laughs> Love it anyway. Well, while we were all sipping on those, we did also have a big gaze at the menu. And as Bella said in the intro, that it's all to share and there is a la carte, but there's also the chef tasting. Yeah, so if you're not a Japanese connoisseur, it's very easy just to go with the tasting menu. Well, and it also is quite stressful, even if you are, to know what you want because there's so many good options. Yeah. I feel like this menu is literally what I envisaged when we wrote the trailer for this podcast, when a menu is as long as the lyrics of Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. yes. That is how – I picked that menu up and I put it straight down. Yeah. Because you jumped in and said, should we do – The tasting. The tasting. Yeah. And yeah. I thought – Hell yes, because I don't have 10 minutes to read that menu. Yeah, and I was like, if Libby's not reading it, neither am I. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a pretty good tasting menu. And I do think there's something nice about just letting the chef, like trusting the chef. Yeah. Because you know that they are going to pick the best meals. Yeah, exactly. And this is a 12 course meal. 
Now, I don't think we're going to take the listeners through every step of the way here. Do you think we should? No, I don't think you guys have that sort of time. And you know what? We don't either. This is just a side hustle. (laughs) (laughs) So what we're going to do is pick out a few of our favorites and a few of our hates and hates is that the right word a few of our favorites and a few of our not not, a few of our hates and a few of the slack ones that can be kicked off the menu perfect a few of the slack ones all right so starting with my favorite which was the scampi nigiri so this was probably third in the tasting menu and it came out on a big bucket of ice a big bowl of ice and it was say i love when things come out on ice it's so grand super classy loved it and Basically, it was – so obviously in Nigiri, it's got the bit of the square rice at the bottom. Then it was basically the raw um, scampi over the top. Oh. Truffle. Oh. oh. Bit of fragois shaved on the top. Oh. oh. Great. B I'm, is about to vomit. No, I'm not going to vomit. I'm sorry. I was just laughing at you, loving it. Um, <laughs> I really like the idea of – how do we say it? Nigiri. 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 Because I, don't, I think it's very – the way it's presented is beautiful. And I really didn't mind it. It was – bloody good it was so good and also came out on the the platter with all this other fresh fish that i did mind (laughs) it was so good though it had salmon kingfish some other fish that bella and i weren't quite sure about yummy anyway totally and and it was also served with the the beef nigiri as well which was yeah yeah but that was a standout for me personally yeah of course because it was the most like g-rated thing (laughs) non-fishy non-fish I was going to say the standouts for me would have had to be the beef tartare or beef ceviche, okay. essentially, yeah. which it was, yep. which had these like garlic chips on them and which was just divine. Oh, actually, I did like that. Yeah, that was that was really – and again, like I – like I said in Fred's, is not someone that eats very rare beef. It freaks mm. me out. But that was beautiful. And it was cut super thin, probably so thin. just like – So thin. Half a millimetre. No, probably not. Probably a millimetre. <laughs> We aren't a measuring podcast. <laughs> no. And B, I have to say, jump in here, that your other favourite was definitely the zucchini flowers. Oh, they are oh. so good. I've been a sucker for zucchini flowers for a really long time, though, because my dad's obsessed with them. So whenever we go somewhere that does them, we always order them. It's so good to, like, have a good basis of comparison as well. Yeah. Mm. So, like, I just know that they're going to be good and they were really good. And I love how you could eat the whole zucchini flower, like the stalk and everything. Yeah, yeah. Because you know how in some restaurants, they you know they don't use all of the produce. I also think with the zucchini flowers, though, sometimes they come, and these ones did with the little bit, the actual zucchini on it, like a skinny mm. zucchini, where some other times it's just the stem. Yeah. yeah. And so you don't get the – this one really had juicy zucchini attached to it. Exactly. Oh, yes, exactly. Talking about juicy. Oh, my God, those oysters. <laughs> they were bloody good. They were really juicy. <laughs> I loved it because B didn't eat one of hers, so we got it. Well, so good. It. Sorry, Libby. That's all right. I, look, I thought that you deserved it. Really? Yeah, you deserve that extra oyster. Made you feel good, funky, fresh and free. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Also, the scallops, so good. Yeah. So the scallops had a pickled apple on the top and some jalapenos. Mm. They were really delicious. Did you like them, B, considering? Yeah, I was going to say they weren't half bad. Like, I don't mind a scallop. I feel like scallops are – the. if you are not a seafood person, scallops is, like, the go-to. Because they're quite safe? They're safe. You can get away with them not being too seafoody. But they like, don't really have a smell yeah. and they sort of have that like a kind of a meaty texture. Yeah, they're yep. pretty non-offensive. You're right. And But I think I've had them before when they've been a lot thinner. 
All right. Like okay. thinner and in a shell. Yeah, for sure. Um, like, and, have, like, and have got like chili and stuff on them, just a bit more refined and not as much meat. Oh, so you didn't like the meat or you did it, like well, the just, meat? Again, it's, a lot of the seafood stuff is texture for me. It freaks me out. Well, I thought that that's why it was so good. All that seafood was just delicious to me. Fresh. I'm going to take us to the first slacker of the menu, the lamb cutlets. Interesting. Okay. But why? One, I don't love lamb. Okay. I mean, that's probably not fair, but I thought they were really overcooked. You know, normally, normally you want it blushing. You want it blushing pink. And in this case, it was grey on the middle. Oh, okay. See, I, I think you must have got one that was overcooked because mine was red in the middle. Oh, and I feel like this is a really common thing. It's time and time again. Getting the overcooked meals. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But yeah. I think you can't let it you can't let it shape your experience because I really like the lamb. Okay, that's good to know. But you are such a lamb lover. I am such a lamb lover, but I in general didn't enjoy most of anything else. It just <laughs> freaked me out. And I've already recommended it to three people. Do you know what I mean? So like it's not clouding my judgment. The freaky fish and all that stuff isn't clouding my judgment. It's just I recognize it's not me. You no, know? right. And I want to say that I agree with that. The lamb <laughs> is not clouding my judgment either. I've talked very highly of the, the seafood, so loved it. But I just wanted to point out, as Bella said, the slackers. Did you have a slacker? Mm. Well, no, to be honest, I didn't. Oh, classic, Bella. <laughs> Loving every, every little bit. Everything was just like I couldn't fault any of it. And even the lamb, like when you were going on about it there. What are you doing over there? I'm thinking of my slacker. What's your slacker? The kingfish ceviche. Oh, yum. We've had it so many times in so many restaurants and every time it just gets worse. Oh, worse. it's such a luxury. Worse. It is so good. Thinly sliced bits of raw fish that are wet. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is my dream. The things I do to have that right now. Mm. Oh, I do want to point out one other slacker, and I think we've pretty much gone through the whole menu now. Yeah. But is the <laughs> is the dessert? Oh, that was just a bit rando, you know wasn't what? it? Someone was telling me the other day that people actually go to Taco for the dessert. No, they do not. No, they do not. No, they apparently do they do. No, who are these people? <laughs> I'm not going to say his name on air, um, but in case they're really name wrong about shame. this. Name and shame. I'm kidding, kidding, don't name and shame. <laughs> but yeah, he said that it's like a dessert place. Like people go there purely for dessert. I don't know if he's talking about the right place because this is definitely not a dessert place. Yeah, all those people are just like never had real dessert before. <laughs> I think it really was a letdown. And I'm just trying to think, we have been to a few Isakars, Isakars, however you say it in Japan, Japanese bar. You know, we've been to Toki, we've been to Marble, we've had amazing desserts. So it's like there isn't really an excuse to not do a great dessert. I think that what happened here, and we haven't really told them what it was. So it came out again, sitting on ice, three little tar, um, sort of shot glasses, three little shot glasses, Tiny. exactly right. And they had um, some whiskey mousse in there. There was some chocolate something or other in there, and just like a bit of whipped cream. It was a bit like meh. It was a bit but like, oh, here you go. How about the ice cream palette cleaner? True. This is a, this is a ice cream palette cleaner. <laughs> this is a key I point. Think that's what it was. No, it's 100% what it was. It's just the way you said it, it was just great. It was a delicious bit of sort of almost tasted like grape bubblegum sorbet. Yeah. And it cleansed your palate just before the dessert. Really, really liked it. But I think that that's a disappointing fact is that we had that and then we had the dessert. Right. Okay. I see your point. And um. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with you because I just really liked the chocolate that was happening <laughs> in the last part. Oh, I liked it. Like I'm a sucker for chocolate, but I just think, you know, you put that up against all the other dishes on the menu and it just really didn't stand up for itself, really. Okay. Well, we're going to have to agree to disagree. Ooh, she's backing it. Well, I guess that brings us to order off the menu, which is the part of the podcast where we decide if it's worth your time or not. 
Fella, we've spoken about aesthetics, so I really want to dive into your section, mate or date. This one's so easy. Date. Oh, thank goodness if you had said mate. People were dating left, right and centre. Maybe not the table next to us. We're still confused I think, about no, this. No, I think the table next to us, she was dating both those guys. I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised. Can I just give everyone a quick picture? I know we're going super off track here, but essentially it was two guys who definitely looked like they were millionaires sitting with one girl and they were both, as we said, we were sitting on the lounge section and so they were lying lizard-like on the lounge. They were with very a, lizard-like. With a glass of wine in one hand and one guy had like Gucci pants on. Yeah. Like they weren't like your typical like David Getter, Mr. Worldwide millionaires. They were like... <laughs> They're like, like, like techie, but Facebook. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they create the like button. I know, but I love how much you thought they were millionaires, even though we were sitting right next to them ordering <laughs> yeah. just as much. I wonder what they thought of us. Maybe oh. they thought we were scandalous socialites or something. Maybe. <laughs> of Manhattan's <Maybe>. elite. <laughs> okay, I like that as a date um, recommendation. I think it's still a nice place to go anyway, but if someone took you on a date, you'd feel pretty loved. Pretty loved. Take me someone, please. <laughs> Those out there, Bella's single and waiting to be taken on a date to Toko. <laughs> B, I think this is self-explanatory, but you might have a different opinion. Bougie or basic? Absolutely bougie. Mm-hmm. I mean, when there is a palate cleanser on the table, yeah, it yeah. is bouge. Yeah, that's a real standout moment for bouginess. Like, I think that is where you tip the line. So absolutely, without a doubt, bouge. And what do people need to wear when they go? Like how dressed up? Um, it's pretty dressy. Like I was surveying the room while we were there and no one was in like jeans no. or flats or anything. Like but pretty much everyone was in dresses and heels. As apart a woman. from those millionaires yeah. sitting next to us. Apart from those millionaires in their Gucci <laughs> pants and the loafers. You could still wear like you could still wear your sneakers, your nice sneakers with like a dress or something Oh, of like course. That. Yeah, no, like you don't have to wear heels. I'm just saying like, you know, looking around, everyone was quiet. Dress up. Dress up. Yeah. Have Dress fun up. with it. Have a night out on the town. Stunning. Lips. Dollars for dishes. It's a tricky one again. And I know I say that often, but it's because this one is quite expensive. We mm. haven't talked about the wine we got. And look, we'd already decided we were going down the, the chef's tasting menu. So we did have to opt for the cheaper side of the wine. <laughs> So we got the Coot and Coot Riesling, which we all enjoyed and drank quite easily, but nothing to write home about necessarily. Mm. Now it was $380 between the three of us. And that was for, you know, a drink to start, a bottle of wine and the tastings each. It is quite expensive, but it was really good. A really great experience. It is quite expensive, but so happy about it. No, so happy about it, but take away the alcohol. How much was the tasting? 88. Menu? 88 each. I think 88 for how many dishes? 12. Is pretty darn good. I know. And they were, the and they're substantial. Quality, well, the quality of the food was so good. So I, I have to, I think I'm going to have to give it quite a high rating because I really, really enjoyed the experience and I've been on cloud nine since. Mm. So mm. I have to give it maybe a four out of five. Ooh. Okay. I like that. I'll, I'll sit up there with you. I like it because this is like the first expensive one that we've been to that you've still rated high. Yes. And I think that that's because it deserves it. Okay. I think the quality and the experience and just the overall feeling really, really, it's worth it. It's value for money. Okay. I, like I think that. it is. Beautiful. Now our beautiful foodie friends, if you have listened this far and you should have, we're going to talk about food features and fails, which is the part of the podcast where we discuss a food feature or just a really bad fail from our week. Now, Libby, do you want to start us off? Food feature or fail? I do want to start us off. I've got another 
feature for us, but I will be able to... Surprise the bride. But I thought I'll add a little fail in there to sort of like round us all out. Like a um, babushka doll or what are the... (laughs) Quite seriously. (laughs) A babushka doll. That is exactly, exactly my feature. On Friday night, Jack's family took me to Unamas in the Kujipav. Now it's the newer one in next to Mimi's in that Mm. second tier. And it's obviously Spanish, Spanish tappers. It was really great. Now... We started and had a drink at Will's next door. And so I did a little sneaky thing and walked through the the Mimi's to get to the mm. toilet. Ooh, Mimi's yeah. is something else. And we're going there one day. One day. When we're billionaires. I've been planting the seed, guys. <laughs> yeah, look, you remember how long Fred's took to get us? So just <laughs> it keep, that, keep that in mind for Mimi's. <laughs> but anyway, on walking around... Unamaz is, is just as beautiful. It's a totally different vibe, obviously. Spanish vibe with tapas. Now we got everything to share. It was very delicious. Now I'm going to bring you to my fail inside my feature. So Russian doll situation. <laughs> yes, the, the babushka doll situation. And it was the prawn. Now you know how much I love prawns. Mm. So normally not going to be a fail, but this was a $30 prawn for one single prawn. Now, $30. Yes. Who gets away with doing that, honestly? Uh, literally. And the way the major D explained it was I was expecting it to come out the size of a lobster or at least a large scampi. No, no. It's prawn. Did she give you a hand measurement? She said 120 grams. I'm sorry. Who knows prawns by yeah, grams? Absolutely. Yeah. You do a you do a <laughs> how big, how small. And the, most of the weight of that was the head, obviously. Oh, that is <laughs> such a rip. <laughs> Anyway, so that was the fail. We only got two between the table, and so everyone was expecting to get a nice meaty portion, but obviously you oh, spent no. $60 on two prawns <laughs> that how many oh, people got to enjoy? That is daylight robbery. Reality too. But anyway. That is ridiculous. <laughs> no, but thankfully I didn't have to pay for it, so it was loving myself sick. Anyway, Belle, beat your fail this week. I feel like mine is not going to be as extravagant as Uma's. That's okay. <laughs> Don't let Libby shame us. <laughs> But if you guys were listening to the podcast about two weeks ago, Libby featured a TV snack. I did, indeed. The chocolate, Dairy Farmers. Yeah, the chocolate milk variety. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Which, not to be mistaken with just any old TV snack. <laughs> popcorn. We did, we did popcorn. Other things, Maltesers. M&Ms. <laughs> so Margot has been trying to get us to try these new biscuits for about a couple of weeks now. And we finally gave it a try. We went over to Kuj on Saturday and she got them in our mouth and what are they <laughs> she, got, she did get them in our mouth that's a really good way of saying it but basically it is a partnership between arnott's and dare ice coffee yeah ah so very similar to those tvs very similar i think so like, i think people are trying to do like a you know partnership rivalry branding thing happening here yeah and it's just not a vibe so, so bella didn't like them only because growing up i was obsessed with those mint slice biscuits yeah and so when I looked at it, and I haven't had one in like 10 years, I was like, yes. Oh, does it look like a mint slice? It looks exactly like a mint slice. So your taste buds are just like memory lane and then, oh, coffee. Coffee. Like I'm on a car trip back somewhere and I'm drinking that coffee in the car and oh, oh. Oh, it took me a really hectic experience. So- I thought it was fine. <laughs> I finished Bella's. So. Okay, so you really didn't like it. You couldn't even finish it. That is a first for you. Yeah. Yeah, look, fair enough. Um, okay, happy with that fail. So you're sort of saying if you don't have all the cash in the world, don't go and spend and buy these dare mints. Yeah. B, did you have a feature or fail? I had a feature. Oh. Yeah, which was exciting for me. Um, Last season, 
Um, I did fail cross-stepping. Um, yeah. If you guys remember that. We yes. were failing yourself, really, at the time. No, I think I was failing the franchise at the time. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of the time where you ordered Thai takeaway to your door through Uber Eats when the Thai takeaway shop is 100 metres away. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> um, no, so I failed cross-stepping that episode because they had changed ownership and the peri-peri chicken just went so south. So a couple nights ago... Um, had a big one, got home, was hungry, and Uber Eats is pretty scarce in my area. So the fact that I could even <laughs> find something was pretty phenomenal. I ordered a pizza at 2.30, let's be real. Um, and <laughs> I may have passed out and woke up to the sound of the guy beating the door at three. Oh, you always pass out when you order pizza. I do do that. Yeah, that's a story for another time, that one. Anyway, I ordered a peri-peri chicken from this rando place. So it wasn't crust. Wasn't crust. Oh, and it was so good. No, but so good. Anything's no. good at two thirty in the That's morning. What I, no, this is what I mean. You got this, guys. This is mortis. You got to listen. So last night I ordered it again and thought it's time to put drunk beta to the test. You know, oh, will stunning. it taste as good? Great. Idea. And I ordered it and I had Prudence there as a backup because Prudence is a sucker for a peri peri chicken and so it's good <laughs> to have like a second kind of you opinion. know opinion. Exactly, Bella. And. It was good. It was so good. Chicken was moist. It was spicy. <laughs> it was, it was just really, so freaking good, man. I feel like peri-peri chicken now. Oh, it's a stellar option. I love so that. Excited. Drunk beer's a legend. So new pizza shop in your area. New pizza shop in my area. And they deliver at 2.33 a.m. That is all you need to know. Great feature to end on there, mate. Very happy with that. So good. Well, if you have enjoyed what is in your ears, please leave us a review, give us a rating, subscribe to the podcast so we can continue to be in your ears and make sure you tell a friend or a family member or a colleague. We'd absolutely love you to do that. And while you're there, make sure you jump into our Facebook community. That's obviously good podcast on Facebook. And if you want to see pics from today's episode or any other episode, you can follow us on Instagram at obviously good podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.